What is up, girlfriend? Welcome to the Confident Like a Mother podcast, where we are all about creating big, beautiful, amazing lives and exploring our identities beyond being a mom. This is your host, Caitlin Norwood. I'm a life coach and a therapist, and I help other women create lives that they're obsessed with. One of my favorite things is watching other women win, including you. This is your invite to come with. Come on, let's go. Hi, welcome back to this week's episode of Confident Like a Mother. This is Caitlin, your host, and I am so thrilled that you are here. I'm so pumped that you picked this episode to listen to today because I feel like it's going to be like, oh, like, wow, maybe you're onto something. So lean into that because last week on Instagram, I put out a poll, like, what do you want to see more of, less of, like, what would be most helpful for you? And um, whereas now I'm full-time in my practice and I want to make sure that, I don't know, everything that I'm creating is helpful and useful and hitting the mark or, you know, like meeting the needs of the people that are coming to my Instagram and, or to CLM to just get exactly what you need. So I was just like taking a little bit of market research and came to discover that you guys are really interested in learning a little bit more about anxiety and tools to cope with anxiety and, help with your mood and stress and which got me thinking about like stress in itself. And I actually was like, Hmm, is it that you're really stressed out or is it that you have high functioning anxiety? And so today's episode, I'm going to talk all about the difference between the two of those, what stress is and what anxiety is or what high functioning anxiety actually is. And a little bit of the difference between like what general anxiety is, general anxiety disorder, just having regular anxiety versus what high functioning anxiety looks like. And I know that this is something that a lot of moms, a lot of high achievers, a lot of performers, a lot of perfectionists can really, really get down with. In today's episode, I'm going to share five indicators that maybe your stress is more than just stress and it might actually be high functioning anxiety. But first, let's start off with the main or the biggest difference between what stress is and what high functioning anxiety is. So for example, stress and high functioning anxiety have a lot of overlap and there can be a lot of similarities within the symptoms, but simply put stress or the one of the main difference, stress is very specific and it's focused on something that's external, something that's considered a quote unquote trigger or It's an event or a circumstance or a situation in your life that is causing you to feel stress. So think of something like a a new date or you're going on a job interview or you have a deadline to meet for work or maybe you have this looming conflict with your husband or your partner or maybe you're having like, maybe it's like drama with your coworkers or conflict with uh, your friend group, something like that. So think about stress as an issue, something that's specific and it's short term, it's a short term experience that will... Once it's gone, like your stress or your feeling about that will be removed, right? So that is stress. Like, for example, after your first date, you're no longer going to be like stressed out about that. After you have a job interview, you're no longer going to have the feeling of stress after that. After the deadline is passed, you're no longer going to have the stress about the deadline, right? So those are just examples of like a trigger and a stress response. I also want to add that there is a big upside to having stress. There is a big upside to being anxious about something like a job interview or like a first date. And it's totally normal. And it's the human brain doing what it does best. It's like protecting us. So there's not a problem with it at all. And I'm also in this episode, not exactly talking about chronic stress, which is different than just like regular short-term stress or stress that has to do with like a situation or a specific event. Chronic stress would be more something that is like ongoing, a little bit more intense. Think about, um, 
being in a relationship that might be abusive or not being able to pay your bills, like financial instability, like divorce. Like we're not talking about like big life things. I'm just talking about stress on a day-to-day basis. Okay. So just for the sake of this episode, both stress and anxiety have a lot of overlap. Like I said, at the top of this episode, and it can, the symptoms of both can look very, very similar. So for example, um, stress can live in your body as like tension or clenching your jaw or like having an increased heart rate or higher blood pressure and maybe having difficulty falling or getting to sleep or I don't know, like even just pain in your body, worrying, restlessness, all the things, right? So stress and anxiety symptoms can look so much the same. And that's why oftentimes people clump them together or people confuse one for the other, or a lot of girlies or a lot of moms in particular will be like, I'm just stressed. But is it stress or do you actually have high functioning anxiety? One of the biggest differences that I really want to point out and highlight and make sure everybody listening understands is that regular old anxiety, like our old friend anxiety, the one that we know really well versus high functioning anxiety, which might be like a new concept for you is that Regular old anxiety is usually like, obviously it's internal, but it tends to hold people up. It tends to hold people up in fear and avoidance, and it can make it really hard to function in your daily life. It could be like, you know, get, it's more difficult for you to get through your day or your work day or to go to social things or to maintain healthy relationships or like sometimes in really extreme cases, it might like hold up your life, right? So anxiety could be really detrimental to that. However, the biggest difference and what I want to point out with high functioning anxiety is that it does the exact opposite. High functioning anxiety actually propels you into doing more. So to go back and connect this whole circle or to compare stress versus high functioning anxiety is that anxiety is usually related to like a deeper rooted fear or that something that you personally hold on to, an idea or belief that you have about yourself or just in general, a feeling of unease or dread or forcing or continuing to think about the worst case scenario. And anxiety will persist even after like the event is over, even after there's like no threat, even after like a presentation is over or the first date is over or the conversation that you had to have with your friends is over, your mind will continue to find things to worry about. And even if everything around you is okay, your mind continues to worry, or maybe it like tends to exaggerate the likelihood of a negative outcome before something even happens. Right. So you might amplify, you might like latch on to, or you might continue to ruminate or overthink about the worst case scenario. And then when it comes to anxiety, you're constantly focusing on, you're continuing to stay stuck on just trying to solve a problem, or maybe you're trying to predict or plan for the worst case scenario. And it revolves around the future. You're worried about something that may or may not happen in the future. Um, and all of the negative consequences that might happen if something is to go wrong. So even though I know stress and anxiety, we can very much intertwined and highly connected stress is being in a state of stress and it can lead to anxiety, but stress can also really make anxiety worse. You're like, oh, great, fun. How do I know if I have stress or how do I know if I have, if it's really high functioning anxiety? So I'm going to give you six main signals or six indicators that your stress is more than likely actually high functioning anxiety. And I just want to say that 
regular anxiety versus high functioning anxiety versus stress, like neither one is better or worse than the next. Neither one is a problem and everything is like figure outable. And what my hope is with this podcast episode is to one, bring some awareness, especially to moms to high functioning anxiety. Two, I want to normalize high functioning anxiety. And three, I want to create a community or I want to create a conversation about what you can and do to empower, to take an empowered action to help with your high functioning anxiety. I want to first talk about the main underlying characteristics of high functioning anxiety. And what I want to make very clear is that on the outside, from an external appearance, everything is amazing. Everything looks amazing. There's an appearance of success, that you have everything together, that you're very high achieving at work. Like you're probably very organized. You're probably very detail oriented. You appear like you are calm and that you're a hard worker, but internally you let your worry propel you into taking action, action, action. And if you're not currently, or if you're not like working hard all the time and saying yes to everything and just doing more, 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 and not ever letting your brain turn off, you think that something really bad is going to happen. And it might not even be like an intentional thought, like if I don't do this, something bad's going to happen. Like the worry in your subconscious is telling you that you can't stop, that you can't rest. You have to stay busy, that you have to take on the projects, that you have to do the most, that you have to organize, that you have to get everything on your to-do list done, all the things. And that doing everything, and it needs to be done really well. Like it needs to be done close to perfect. So if you relate to that, then you definitely want to continue listening. And maybe some of these indicators that I'm going to share is going to give you just a little bit more insight and open your lens a little bit further into you realizing that your stress and why you're feeling so stressed out, whether it's in your home, in your relationship, in your motherhood journey, or in your career is not really stress and it's high functioning anxiety. So with high functioning anxiety, There is an absolute focus on achievement, 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 on staying busy, on pushing your limits, pushing past your limits in some cases, that you're really, really driven. And the fact is, yeah, you are driven. You're driven by fear and worry and the need and pressure that you put on yourself to make absolutely everything perfect and well done and like you're upholding this appearance of like you having it all together. And again, try to think about high functioning anxiety is not usually on the conscious level. Like I need to be perfect and I need to achieve, achieve, achieve. Sometimes it's like having really blurred boundaries. I'm going to get into this, but having really blurred boundaries. So you're saying yes, because you don't ever want your boss to think that like you're not dedicated or that you can't take on something else or that you're not hardworking. Right. So that's just one of the indicators. Actually, it's one of the examples as to like your stress isn't stress. It's actually high functioning anxiety. So let's use that as number one, the first sign or the first indicator that your stress is beyond stress. And it might be high functioning anxiety is that your boundaries are non-existent and you might say yes to almost everything, even when you really, really want to say no. So you think that saying no will let other people down and you just can't even bring yourself to think that you would let somebody else down. It just feels too hard to say no and to let other people down. So then you take it on and it becomes too much. And then of course, like you, the overwhelmed feelings because you're overwhelmed or you're worried that you're going to miss an opportunity if you say no. So you say yes. And then like you, the overwhelm. That might be just one example or one sign that you're living as someone with high functioning anxiety and that It's not just stress. The second sign or the second indicator that maybe you have a little bit more than stress going on is that you are, you put your all into everything that you do. And that this is not a problem at all, but you have this 
need or this constant need to achieve, 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 and like succeed and success. And again, not a problem. However, you're like a perfectionist and you expect everything that you do to be perfect. And you put these like really, really high standards for yourself, um, almost like impossible standards for yourself. And so as a result, you might be sensitive to criticism or to some feedback, or you might be really sensitive and have this fear of judgment from other people's because you put everything into the things that you're doing, almost to the point where it's like detrimental to your health and your mental health. The second sign or the second indicator that you might be a little bit more than just stressed out and it might be high functioning anxiety is that you're constantly overthinking. Raise your hand if you overthink. I'm raising my hand right now. And you're overthinking things like, oh my goodness, what if I make a mistake? What if something happens in this presentation? Like, what if this glitches? What if at this meeting with my kid's principal, like I say something wrong or like you just constantly worried about the worst case scenario. And then like you're expecting the likelihood of something negative to happen. And you're often worried and worried and worried and focusing on again, the worst case scenario, no matter how likely it is or isn't. And you think that if you are prepared and you are well-researched and that you know what you would do if something was to go bad or poorly or go left, You think that it's going to prepare you for if something actually does go left, but research tells us what we know about anxiety is that like the over-preparing or the over-research or the overthinking about like what you would do if something really, really bad was going to happen actually does not prepare you if something does go left. It just makes you feel anxious in preparation for something, or it just makes you feel even more worried and nervous about something that probably likely will not happen. It actually does not prepare you at all. It just causes you to feel more worried and more anxious. Okay. So number four would be maybe you have this like very black and white, all or nothing thinking, all or nothing, all or nothing thinking. And so you might have this thought like either I have to be perfect or like I'm going to fail. There's just no in between when in reality, most of our life happens in the gray. It happens on the in between. It happens in the messy middle, so to speak. We all heard the messy middle and you're afraid of what might happen if you don't continue to just try, push harder, make it better, make the project even better. Try so hard to like control or help with your kids, make them even smarter, make them do even more activities, like put more things on your plate, right? And you think that you are somebody, and I'm raising my hand here, that if you have more degrees or if you have more certificates or if you have more titles or if you have more training hours or if you have more this expertise, right, the like researching, I'm like that girl. If you feel like you are more prepared, then you're the less likely you are to struggle. When in reality, everything that you're doing is good enough. But if you are somebody that is constantly worried about like whatever you do isn't good enough, then it may be more than stress and you may be living as a person with high functioning anxiety. Um, Another part of this, like the all or nothing thinking is like imposter syndrome would fall under this category too, that like someone might find you out. Someone might not think that you're qualified enough or that you're not the right person for the job and that you're constantly trying to prove that you are qualified or prove that you have what it takes to prove what you know is enough. And again, I can see this in relationships. I see this in careers. I see this with women and their children constantly trying to prove that like they're a good enough mom. I see this all of the time. So again, one of the other signs would be the all or nothing thinking or the black and white thinking. 
Um, the next indicator or the next sign that maybe you're living with a little bit more than just stress and that it could be high functioning anxiety is that you have a really hard time unplugging. You have a really hard time just relaxing or being in flow. And then maybe when it comes down to like shut down at the end of the night and connect with your kids and, you know, be on with your husband and like just connect, you just can't, (laughs) like you can't relax. You're thinking about that looming email that you need to send, or you're thinking about the project or the deck or the presentation that you have tomorrow or the meeting that you have with your kid's principal. Like you're constantly in a state of being like busy that the thoughts just get louder and louder and louder. And especially like maybe when you are trying to take a break, those thoughts just like kick in that like, I don't deserve to relax because I didn't complete X, Y, and Z. Or your mind is just always focused on that to-do list or the the tasks rather that you haven't completed rather than just being able to like turn it off. This is an example that you were living like this is more than stress. That's actually high functioning anxiety. The last sign or the last indicator that maybe you're living with more than just stress and that it's high functioning anxiety is that you might be super hard on yourself. If you are super hard on yourself and you have a very, very powerful and strong self-critic, it might be a sign that it's more than just stress. So if your internal voice, the way that you speak to yourself is very harsh or it's critical, or maybe you are somebody that... um, questions yourself a lot, or you're looking for validation and other people and you're in doubt of your abilities or your qualifications, like I mentioned earlier, and you're constantly wondering like if everything that you're doing is right, or if it's good enough, then maybe this is another sign that you're living with more than just stress. And so that was number six or number seven. I, I lost track. I'm like bad with these numbers things, but that's the last sign that maybe you're living with more than just stress. And I want to stress that none of this is a problem. So if you've maybe come to listen to this episode and you're like, oh shit, Caitlin, maybe I do have high functioning anxiety. Nothing is a problem. The whole reason why I'm talking about this in this episode is to one, give like a term to what most of us are probably experiencing, myself included. I am somebody that has high functioning anxiety, like majorly, and I have these moments. However, I want to talk about like anxiety not being part of our identity. I'm going to do that in probably another episode for sure, because identity is so powerful. And part of like the identity conversation is just like, I hear a lot of times that, well, this is just how I am. And I'm just that an anxious person and that's just how it is and whatever. So all of these statements that are very profound in how we identify, which is like how we're showing up in the world and how we're behaving and what we believe to be true about ourselves, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Again, I'll save that for another episode, but it's so important to think about how you're identifying yourself. And like, I also want to empower you to know that like, no, you don't have to stay stuck like that. You don't have to be the person that's always worried about the worst possible case scenario. You don't have to always be the person that's like push, 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 and it has to be perfect in order for it to be good enough. Like this is, this episode is to empower you to like, just hear this information and maybe you let it sink in in a new and deeper way. And again, part of all of what I'm doing, especially in my private practice, especially in the work that I do with women, is that sometimes that it just hits differently. Like the information you hear, you've heard hundreds and hundreds of times, you could hear it very differently today in this moment. And it might implore you to make some smaller changes in your life. And I am somebody that is totally in the belief that when you make small changes for yourself in a new and meaningful and powerful way, this is how your life changes. It's not in this big one, like, 
swift movement. It's actually through the small, tiny action steps. And so by recognizing this, by listening to this episode today, you're just using it. You're like filing it away. It's data. It's evidence for yourself that other people might be experiencing this too, myself included. And like, I want to normalize the whole conversation around having high functioning anxiety. And like, there are things that you can do to stop struggling and to make some positive changes so that you can not have to live in overwhelm. And then you can like start thriving and living a life that feels really good and empowering. And I want you to just like feel better in your day to day. That's truly what I want for the women that I work with. It's truly what I want for the women in the CLM community. And it's truly what I want for you. So if I could suggest one action step from this episode is like this week, until next time, all I want you to do is just like pick one tiny thing that you're going to do that's going to make you feel really good, that's going to take care of yourself, that's going to support you, that's going to feel really, really good. And maybe like it's that one thing that's going to like change your relationship over time. That's going to change how you show up and work. It's going to get you that promotion that you wanted. It's going to make you feel better in your clothes. It's going to allow you to speak to your kids in a different way. And an example of what this could look like, as small as it is, it could be that like, maybe you ask for help with something that you're struggling with. Maybe you reach out to a friend and you let them know that you're struggling with this one thing. Maybe at work, if you're struggling with like the overachieving with projects and stuff at work, maybe you ask for help for help from one of your colleagues. Maybe you say no to a project, or maybe you even like take a day off. Like you, you call out, you take a mental health day, you, you know, say no to that meeting at three o'clock, whatever it is that you could do. I don't know like everybody's circumstances. However, whatever the little thing that you can do to take care of yourself in a way that like you're showing yourself love and support, that's all I'm asking you to do. Like that's it. One tiny thing for the entire seven days until I see you next time. That's all I'm asking you to do. The one tiny action step. And that's what I have for you today. I would love, 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 love to know your takeaways from today's episode. I would love to know if any of this resonates or if it hits or if it's like, oh, damn, I never even knew what high functioning anxiety was. You thought anxiety was just like this thing that causes you to feel worried and stressed all the time. And I hope that this brought to light a little bit of the difference between what feeling stressed out is versus what anxiety is and the difference between the two. And I love to showcase things like this on the podcast of the work that I get to do with women and one-on-one coaching work because overthinking is, is drowning us. I feel like as moms, we are overthinking and we're constantly worried that like the things that we're doing and everything that we're putting on our plate and yet still we're not feeling like what we're doing or you're not feeling like what you're doing is still good enough. And the biggest thing that we do in one-on-one practice is we work together as we get to the root of like what your overthinking is. Our work together empowers you to choose to think differently about your life, to choose to think differently about how you're showing up at work, how you're showing up as a mom, as a partner, as a friend, etc. because I want you to have the tools that you need in order to be absolutely obsessed with your life and so confident. And so what we do in our work together is we build that confidence from the inside out. And it's truly life changing work. And I feel so honored to be part of so many women's journeys. And I want you to be next. I'd say if anything on this episode landed with you today, let's chat. Two of the easiest ways to connect with me would be in the show notes below. There is a link to my Instagram, shoot me a DM, or you can email me at hello at Caitlin Norwood. 
www.thegirlyandthegeek.com, which is also in the show notes below. All right, girly, until next week, make sure you're taking care of yourself with that one action step. And I can't wait to hear how it goes. I'll see you guys next week.